I'm Jack, and you're listening to the Dev90X podcast. In this episode, I'd like to talk about my app idea. So before we get into the 90-day the challenge, I thought it'd be really useful to give a bit of a preface on where I'm at with my developer experience and my tech knowledge, but then also what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to build an app and... I guess the, the scope of that app and the difficulty of, a, of that app will make a huge difference in explaining what I'm doing along, along the way. So that's super, super important because when you're developing something and you're learning how to be a developer, especially if it's in a short period of time, and I think maybe I'm wrong about this, but I think this always goes um, without saying is that you, you should spend your time learning how to do the things that are relevant to the thing that you're trying to do, like the thing that you're trying to build. Because um, there's, there's a million and one things that you can learn as a software engineer or a developer, and you can become an expert on so many things, and you can just spend years and years learning a single thing, like, like CSS, for example. You know, you could, that, could, that could be your specialty. Or just vanilla JavaScript, that could be your specialty. Or even HTML, you know, understanding HTML and, and and static site generation and speed optimization and security or you know like there's like security could just be a thing or or APIs could just be your thing um, or data management or you know graph databases that could be your thing so there's so many things that you can spend and dedicate years to understanding and I think that's a really important um, thing to consider when it comes to, to learning how to become a, a software engineer or a developer is, is like, where do you start? Like, what do you start learning? And for me, I think, and I think a lot of people would agree with me on this, is that you should start learning the things that you need to learn to build what you want to build. And you should start on a project. So yeah, start out small, start doing projects or little activities maybe even tutorials that you find interesting and learn what you need to learn to, to achieve the outcome of, of that project or, or that, that tutorial. So I'm going to be focusing most of my time on learning what I need to learn to build my app. And this is the app. Okay, it's time, it's time for the pitch. Time for the pitch. I know everyone has a million app ideas and I... <laughs> I, I do as well. I have so many different app ideas and, and one of the hardest things about doing a project is is finding one thing to stick to and to finish to to take through to the end. I found that with um with yeah, with anything. It's 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 just really hard to finish things. It's so easy to get started on things. It's so easy to be excited in the beginning, in the honeymoon period of you know, falling in love with a new idea and how, how amazing that would be, how cool that would be, doing your research, figuring out, you know, early stage things. But when it comes to actually doing the work and, and like solving the hard problems and getting through to the end and finishing something, that's where most people fall behind. And so you better pick the thing that you really, really love because if not, then there's a good chance that you won't want to finish it. And so this is the thing that I have chosen to do the next three months on. So the app is called Handstander. <laughs> Initially, this, 
this idea actually came from a joke, which funny enough, a lot of my ideas come from jokes or like I'm trying to make a funny concept and I tell my friends just as a joke. This uh, originally it was called Backflipper. <laughs> and the joke is that, you know, I'd make an app that was just so dangerous because it was so addictive and fun and competitive that people would just be like breaking their necks from trying to do backflips <laughs> when they have no experience just because they're competing with their friends or whatever. So, <laughs> so that, that was the joke. The joke was build an app that would kill people, <laughs> uh, which obviously um, I'm not going to do. <clears throat> but I, I do really enjoy doing handstands. And I've got a lot of friends that enjoy doing handstands as well. Um, it's a really challenging physical thing to do, to learn how to handstand and balance on your hands. Um, it's fun. It's addictive. It's good for your health. It's good for your strength and fitness. Um, you know, in yoga, inversions are a major thing that you do to improve your circulation. So anyway, handstands are just great. Handstands are awesome. And there's no app at the moment that makes handstands a thing. So this app, Handstander, makes handstands a thing. <laughs> um, like planking. So basic, the basic concept of it is that you put your phone down and through the front-facing camera or maybe even the rear-facing camera, your app can read if you're doing a handstand or not. So in the beginning, it's just a basic thing like, oh, he's doing a handstand or she, she's doing a handstand and oh, now, now she's not. And in order to accomplish this, I need to use some AI, um, specifically computer vision AI. So since I had this, this idea last year, I've been mulling over it for a while and, and thinking, how would you implement something such as this? And if it's even possible, um, is the tech good enough yet? Can we do it? Uh, and so I have done a fair bit of background research on this idea already before deciding that, yeah, I'm just going to do it. <laughs> Screw it. I'm just going to do it <laughs> uh, without knowing, you know, if this is even a thing, if this is even possible. So I've done my feasibility research on, on the tech. And what I've come to learn is that AI has made some major, major strides in the last four years um, to the point where now we are able to run these machine learning models on mobile devices. And specifically with computer vision models, um, they used to be only possible to run you know, at like real-time frame rates from say like um, you know, 10 to you know, 60 frames a second or more on like a dedicated GPU. And I'm sure you remember, a lot of you might, have, might remember the Xbox Connect was like back in the day, Microsoft was trying to you know, create a hardware that could run computer vision AI uh, at like reasonable frame rates to make them sort of playable. Um, and that was like a dedicated hardware device. Like, I don't know if you guys remember that that thing was quite big, you know? <laughs> um, and obviously that failed. And I guess it just, in a way, it wasn't like a mass market thing that like everyone, yeah, let's all play computer vision games because they're just going to be so much fun. Um, it didn't really quite work like that. Um, as I think that 
computer vision is more of a niche thing rather than a massive, huge, you know, tech phenomenon. But having said that, now the accessibility of these things with mobile devices has, has really, really come along. New Apple iPhones are able to run these machine learning algorithms in real time at decent frame rates. And the algorithms themselves have also got a lot better. So these deep learning models have been, you know, they've been optimized so much. Um, so that the, the file size, you know, the footprint is lower, the amount of RAM that they need is much less. Um, and there's just more of them. So there's, there's a lot more to play with. Um, they've been iterated on so many different times and the accuracy of the models has been getting better and better and better. And so finally, finally, handstander is possible. <laughs> it's feasible. The tech, the tech is good enough, good enough. That's what I've decided from my research. And so that's kind of the main thing with handstander. Um, I did decide that the best user experience would be as a native, natively run app on iPhone. And so ultimately, that's the goal. I did a fair bit of research on iPhone versus Android. And the thing, the thing is, the thing is that Apple has standardized everything. And so you don't have to design and build for all these edge cases of all these different devices running slightly different hardware specs with different RAM, different CPUs, you know, slightly different versions of Android. You know, there's so many edge cases with Android and there's so few with, with Apple and iPhone. And so I decided like, all right, screw Android. <laughs> Sorry, I, I, am, I myself am, am an Android user. And I, so I actually need to buy an iPhone if I want to build this. <laughs> but um, it, it's just, it's for computer vision apps like this that need really good standardized hardware for a good user experience. Apple is the way to go. And I think that is probably why Apple is pushing forward so hard with, um, with their chips to be able to run machine learning. So iPhone, iPhone app. Um, at the moment, that's a big undertaking for me to learn iOS development in three months and build this app myself. Um, also, one of the problems with the, the AI stuff is that there's like TensorFlow and there's like PyTorch and, you know, getting getting the actual computer vision model to run on the iPhone takes a, a fair bit of tuning and tweaking. Um, I haven't done it yet. And, you know, it's, it's kind of like a bit of a barrier to entry to, to just trying something out and to test and tinker with it. So I fell back and I thought, hang on a sec. I, don't, I haven't even proved this concept is something that people want yet. And so the first step is to really, you know, improve the viability of it. So we've done like a tech feasibility research, which I spent quite a while doing thinking like, is this, is this possible? Can this actually run, you know, in real time on 
phone devices, you know, does the, would the camera work? Can, you know, can the model see the whole image, blah, blah, blah. So yeah, the tech is, is feasible, but is the idea viable? And so in order to find out if the idea is even viable, I've decided to do a web app. So I've come full circle in what I'm choosing to spend the next three months learning. And in the end, it's, it's web development and AI. Um, so <laughs> there's, a, there's a lot for me to learn. I need to learn JavaScript, CSS, HTML, which that kind of stuff I think is not too difficult. I mean, there's so many resources out there. But then also I need to learn the AI stuff. I need to learn how to use either TensorFlow or PyTorch. I need to learn specifics to you know, training neural networks, um, specifically convolutional neural networks for computer vision. I need to figure out how I'm going to train this computer vision model to recognize handstands. Um, where am I going to get the training data? What kind of training data do I need? Does it need to be, you know, like uh, cleaned? Does it need to be like um, boxed, like labeled properly, you know, with like uh, clippings, like masks? Um, I don't know. These are all questions that I need to figure out like how much data do I need? How many pictures do I need? Videos? Um, do I need to you know edit them? Do they do that? Do they have to be standardized? Can I find these images from Pinterest? Like all of these questions that I still don't know the answer to. Although I am aware of the questions, <laughs> um, so I'm not starting from scratch, scratch at, with this podcast and. The thing with that is that I, I didn't know that I wanted to do a podcast until like five days ago. <laughs> it just hit me that this would be great for a podcast, for a 90-day development challenge podcast where I, I talk about my experience along the way. I can only do it once. You know, you can only be a beginner once and then once you're not a beginner anymore, you're speaking from a different place. So I thought this is the opportunity for me to capture my beginner journey. And that's why I'm not starting from scratch, scratch, because I already sort of started, like I already started with the research. I already started with talking to people, um, you know, pinging the idea around my circles, around my friends who like doing handstands and seeing if this is something that excites them, if this is something interesting. And uh, so that's, that's where I'm starting from. I'm starting from a, a place where I've already sort of begun work. So I guess it's not truly, truly a 90-day, a strict, from scratch, 90-day developer challenge. So forgive me for that. However, the podcast will be 90 days, and I do plan for it to end at the end of 90 days. And at the end of 90 days, I will launch the app. I'll launch what I've got. And so this is... This is... Yeah, it's it's still, you know, it's still a 90-day challenge, whatever. <laughs> um, so that's Handstander. I'll be building the web app at handstander.io. So you can check it out there if you're interested. Um, what I'm thinking for the early stage features of Handstander is, you know, a working computer vision model that 
reads from your webcam, which means that you could use it on your, your laptop. Um, but the intended, the, the intended thing is that it'll work from, from the phone. Uh, so that it'll be using the kind of native libraries for accessing the, um, the webcam API from the device, uh, probably just vanilla JavaScript. Then also I'll be running a computer vision model in the browser, um, which I think will be TensorFlow, although I'm not sure exactly. But anyways, the computer vision model, model will be running in JavaScript. So I'll be learning how to do that in JavaScript. And then there'll be a backend um, data storage. So you can have an account. You'll be able to record your practice sessions. You'll be able to record how many handstands you've done. And I also plan to do a leaderboard. So I want to find out who can hold the longest handstand and also who's done the most handstands. Uh, so there'll be a couple of leaderboards and you'll be able to put in your your at whatever website at Instagram so people can find you if you want to market yourself a little bit and your name and then if you're really really exceptionally good at handstands then and you deserve to be at the top of that leaderboard um, people will be able to find you so it'll be a little bit of a a marketing thing for for, for people who want to compete <laughs> so that's that's the plan that's what I plan to build in the next three months and if I, if I want to be completely, completely honest, I actually plan to build it in less than three months. Um, because, you know, the task always expands to the time allotted. And so I plan to move as quickly as I can because I know I'm going to get stuck. And I know that those times when I do get stuck, that that is what really takes, that's what takes the majority of the time. So my, <laughs> my secret, my secret plan I won't tell you. I won't tell you my secret plan because that's not a secret. But it's to do it faster than three months. All right. So that's the preface of what I'm doing. I'm building Handstander, but but I also have to build a few other things along the way. Um, if you want to get in contact with me, you can go to dev90x.com. That's also another website that I'm building, and there will be a link. Actually, probably the only thing on this website will be a link <laughs> to the Telegram group chat because I just want it to be, I just want to be engaged with the people who are listening to this podcast. And if you have any questions you want to ask me, I'll, I'll probably also be updating in that chat group as well. I'll be sharing tips and tricks and things that I'm learning along the way. Um, so check out that. It'll be free for the first 100 people. And after that, in order to keep it quality and keep the group engaged and not spammy, uh, I'll, I'll put up a very small paywall just to, to make sure that people really do care about this if they want to be engaged and they want to they join in the community. So definitely get in quick if you want to be uh, in that group and don't want to pay for it. Um, other than that, thanks for listening. And I'll see you in the next one.